Brenda and I wanted to take a little bit of time to greet you and also uh, to pray at the top of this service. The Lord gave us some very key things to share with you. Uh, the first thing is found in 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 9, where it says, But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and holy nation. Pay particular uh, attention to that, a holy nation, a peculiar people, which means we are a purchased possession, mm -hmm. that we should show forth the praises of him who's called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. Now, all of you are keenly aware of what took place on January 6th, so grieving, yes. so unbelievably disgusting, what took place at the Capitol in Washington, D.C. And we are praying and we are believing God that those that are responsible for that will be held accountable for that yes. and the things that happened that day will be uh, dealt with properly. Yes. It's very, very important. Yes. And uh, so what I wanted to, to say to you this morning is the fact that you and I, our citizenship is in heaven. Amen. Certainly we're citizens of the United States of America, praise God. And we have certain rights, the Bill of Rights. We have yeah. certain rights that we abide by. But as a holy nation, as citizens mm -hmm. of the kingdom of heaven, I was asked this question in my heart. What does God expect from his holy nation? Yeah. And the answer, I believe, came to me, and that is this. That is for all of us to conduct ourselves in a manner worthy of our citizenship. And as part of this holy nation, we have a royal law yes, that we must live by, yeah. that we must walk by. Right. The laws of the kingdom of God. There's the law of the spirit of life. Yeah. There's different laws. There's a law of faith. But there is no greater law than the royal law of love. That's right. And in James 2.8, mm -hmm. it says, If you will fulfill the royal law according to the scripture, yeah. thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Now, honey, I'd like to, you to read that from the passion there. Yes. Your calling is to fulfill the royal law of love as given to us in this scripture. You must love and value your neighbor as you love and value yourself. For keeping this law is the noble way to live. Wow. Yes. And then in the voice translation, it says, remember his call. Mm-hmm. I'm just reminding you as part of the holy nation, as part of Heart of the Bay, members and partners. Yes. We've come to remind you yes. to remember his call. Yes. And live by the royal law found in scripture. Love others as you love yourself. Amen. You will be doing very well if you can get this down. Wow. That is so powerful. And it doesn't say here to do this if you agree 
with each other on every little thing. You yeah. know, I like something that our spiritual father said, Dr. Kenneth E. Hagin. He said, I don't always agree with myself. Right. So we're not always going to agree with every little issue in life. But we can agree on the royal love of law. We can choose to be disagree, to be disagree without being disagreeable and love one another. Amen. And we're this holy nation. Yes. I heard a teaching years ago by a great friend of ours and great friend of this ministry, Brother Keith Moore. He defined holiness as Christ likeness. Wow. Not really having yeah. much to do with makeup and all these other things. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> but Christ likeness. Yes. yes. So I'm calling all of us. Yes. We're Amen. exhorting you. We implore you mm-hmm. at Heart of the Bay. We must be Christ like. Amen. Amen. And as a holy nation, yes. as his people, here's one of the best things and one of the greatest yeah. things we can do for our nation. Yes. And that's found, of course, in Second Chronicles 7.14. And Brenda, you jump in anytime you want. Okay. But he says, if my people, this holy nation, yes, my this people. purchase possession, yeah. those of us who live under this royal law of love, yeah. if my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves... Yes. And do what? Pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and I will heal their land. So this scripture, really the big picture here is God is saying, hey, look at your nation. Your nation needs to be healed. We know there's major division right now, and that can lead even to ultimate destruction of our life, the way we live here in the United States of America. But we, God's people, God's holy nation, we have at our disposal the power from on high to bring healing to our Nation, And we don't want to be agents of division. Right. We want to be agents of healing. There's a verse of scripture over in Mark that Jesus himself said in Mark chapter 3, verse 25. He said, if a house is divided against itself, that house cannot stand. In the common English Bible, it says, and a house torn apart by division will Collapse. So what yeah. do we need to do? What you've been saying. We need to act on Second Chronicles 7, 14. And we need to humble ourselves. Yes. If you need to repent, repent. Change your attitude toward other people that don't agree with us. And then he said, forgive. And then I, this came to me last night as we were talking about what we were going to share today. Stop repeating the rhetoric. There's so much rhetoric out there and there's so much he said, she said, and they did and they didn't. But if we just keep rehearsing that stuff and repeating the rhetoric, it's going to cause even more division to come into our hearts. And we're not here to divide. We are here to heal. So we need to take our own ownership and humble ourselves as the body of Christ and repent and forgive Call upon his name. Refocus our attention upon him. We love this scripture so much out of the message here. 
Yeah, beautiful verse of scripture. Psalm 46.10 yes. in the message says this. Let's step out of the traffic. Yeah. Let's take a long, loving look at Jesus. Amen. Looking away. Amen. Your high God. Yes, look to him. Above politics yeah. and above everything. Wow. Man. So we know that traffic is noisy. I think we yeah. just need to step away. There, you know, yeah. honey, there is so much that we don't know. There is. There are so many voices out yeah. there. Yeah. And there's so much that has been said. Yeah. So, you know, I have to ask myself, were you there? <laughs> no. You know, and when everybody's just repeating the rhetoric and just yeah. throwing up their hands and, and giving up, what are we going to do? Woe is me. We're not living in woe is me land. No. Where is God? Where is Jesus? Amen. He's still yes, on the he throne. He is Lord. Praise he is God. the most high God. Hallelujah. He's the one that's going to bring healing. But again, as the church, as that royal priesthood, we need yeah. to be the ones that are agents of healing. Yeah. We can do that. Both, most of all, we can do that on our knees and on our face before God. But we can also make adjustments in our own heart, yes. in our own attitudes, and what we're saying and what we're doing. Lord, make us instruments of yes, peace. Yes, yes, yes. Lord, Amen. make us instruments of genuine yes. agape love. Amen. Lord, may we as a church lay aside yes. those weights, weigh aside all those things that weigh us down. That's right. And may we keep our eyes on you. Amen. We may not know everything out there. We may no, not know what to pray for, but we know how to pray. Yes. And we Hallelujah. have the power Amen. of the Holy Spirit to help us to pray, which gives us an enablement yes, to does. come boldly mm -hmm. to the throne of grace. Mm -hmm. So what do you say we just do that right yes, now yes, yes. for a few moments together? as a body. Dear Heavenly Thank Father, you, Jesus. we come before you this morning in the oh, wonderful yes, name of do, Jesus <laughs> as part of your holy nation. And Father, we lift up our voice on behalf of this nation. Yes, you said in your word that if my, my people, people would humble themselves, yes, Lord, Lord, we would rather humble ourselves than you humbling us. Mm, mm, mm. And so we pray and we seek your face and we let our petitions be made known unto you today. Lord, we turn from twisted thinking. We turn from any wicked ways. And Lord, we repent and we ask you, Lord God, to forgive and may the healing power of God yes, flow even now in this nation through your holy nation. Glory to God. And we do, Lord, we come against the spirit of division yeah. and this strife that is so heavy mm. in our nation Jesus right name. now. And we come against it in the mighty name of Jesus. And we declare what has been spoken over our nation many years ago. We are one nation under God. Will we always agree? Of course not. But can we be loving and respectful to one another? Yes, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. And it is imperative that there would be healing and there would be a united front 
in our nation. For we know that strife and envy and confusion, it opens up the door to every evil work of the enemy. So Mm -hmm. as believers, this is our home. This is our territory. We shut that door and we take authority over that strife and that division. And we say we shall be the United States of America once again in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. So we pray from a place of authority. Yes, we do. And we declare, let peace prevail. Peace, peace. Let the love of my, God my abound in this land. Yes, May Lord. brotherly love continue mm-hmm. in the name of Jesus. Yeah, well, let's just all, wherever you're at, you may want to stand on your feet. Let's just all pray in the Holy Ghost for just a couple of moments right now. Oh, pakelite. Oh, rabase kelebrosta. In the name of Jesus. Pastor Tom, go ahead and lead out for just a moment, if you would. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Your ways are higher. Thank you, Jesus. Your ways are richer. Your ways are ways of peace. peace. Wisdom is, first of all, peaceable. We thank you for peace in our land, God. Yes, Lord. Thank peace. you for healing a river yes, of Lord. peace. We need wisdom, Father, for those in authority. Yes, Jesus, Lord. My yes, yes, yes. Dear Lord. God, give us that peace that's, first of all, peaceable, easy to be entreated. Yes, reasonable, God. Help our leaders, help our people to be reasonable and to hear each other, Father. Yes, Lord. And to hear the voice of Christ. Yes, Lord. hear the voice of healing flowing in this land, we pray in Jesus' name. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Now, let's just all lift up our hands. Let's lift up our voice. Hallelujah. His ears are open to our prayers. Yes. He's heard our prayers. Yes, we thank He's you. answered our prayers. We thank you, Lord. Now let's give him some praise. Oh, Glory praise to God. Glory to God. You are the one who hears and answers our prayers. We do give you glory. We give you honor. Hallelujah. You are the most high God. Hallelujah. Bless his wonderful name. Thank you, Jesus. Now, you know, this kind of prayer is not one that you pray just one time. So whenever this comes up in your heart or pray on purpose to lift up your voice and continue to offer your supply in prayer. Because the Bible says that when we come to the throne room of grace in a time of need, we receive that help. And he does hear and he does answer our prayers. So I want to encourage you, I encourage all of us to continue in the spirit of prayer over our nation. I don't think there's ever been a day, at least in my lifetime, where our nation needed prayer any more than it does today. And that's one of the reasons that Pastor Mark and I, we have it in our heart, we're just going to continue to do our Facebook prayer encounter every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at noon. God's been helping us. The spirit of prayer has come upon us. He's given us divine utterance. Now, I realize some of you, maybe you don't have a Facebook page, but it's worth getting signed up for just to be able to join in in these times of prayer. 
if you can't uh, log in right at noon, well then look, uh, look online later in the day. Just offer your supply. And of course, we are going to continue to have our regular services online for now, live stream every Wednesday at 7.30, every Sunday at 10 a.m. And we will be also praying during those services. Aren't you thankful? We can lift our voice to the Most High God. Amen. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, we approach your word with a sense of awe and great reverence. Speak to us by your word and through the Holy Spirit, and we give you alone all of the glory for this in the name of Jesus. And everybody said amen. Amen. So this morning's key to a successful new year is let us stay built up. In Galatians, the sixth chapter, in verse 7 through 9, he says, Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. For he that would sow to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. And then in verse 9, And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Now the Amplified says, And let us not lose heart or grow weary and faint in acting nobly and doing what is right. So, the word of the Lord, I believe, is this. Don't allow what's going on around you to wear you, the real you, down. Somebody says, the real you? Yeah, you are a spirit. You have a soul. You live in a body. Your spirit man must be built up. We must not allow our spirit man to be beat up or wore down. Because it is true. If we are down on the inside, then we'll be down on the outside. And when we're down on the inside and on the outside, we're down on everything that's happening around us. And so God's will is not down. God's will is up. That's what resurrection power is all about. Amen. Now, one of the biggest reasons why you and I need to stay charged up and built up, because yet there is a harvest yet to be reached. And so this major key to a successful new year is let us get up if we're down and then we're up. What do you say? We all stay built up. We must be built up to build others up. Amen. So many people have been beat up. That is why we must be built up to help other people come up. Amen. And so there's a number of ways that we can do this. But I want to just center in on one. And I want to unpack for you for a little while before we receive communion from the book of Isaiah. And I want us to notice in chapter 40, and we'll begin in verse 28. Praise the Lord. 
Are you thankful for the word? Are you thankful that we have the spirit of the Lord in our midst today? I am. He said in verse 28, have you not known? Haven't you heard? That the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not, neither is weary. Now, when I saw that the other day, this thought came to me. He is not, so I am not. He is not weary. He is not worn down. He is not faint. He is the creator of the universe and he lives in you. Amen. In 1 John 4, 17, right at the tail end of that verse, it says, as he is, so are we in this world. As he is not faint, but strong, so are we not faint, but strong in this world. Glory to God. As he is not weary, we are not weary because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And notice the next verse. He gives power to the faint. And to them that have no might, he increases strength. There's no condemnation. If you need power, power is available. There's no condemnation if you've been weakened by circumstance, because we've got the strong God, we've got the mighty God that will strengthen us and even increase our strength. I'm all for increase, how about you? And one of the greatest truths of increase, principles of increase, he will increase your strength. Now notice verse 30. Even the youths shall faint and be weary, And the young men shall utterly fall. Verse 31. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. And they shall walk and they shall not faint. Now this is a major key for you and I And for our youth to be renewed like the eagles, major key is to wait on God. Now, in the original Hebrew language, the word translated wait means to be intertwined or braided together with something. Now, when you braid two cords together, it becomes very difficult to distinguish one from the other. Why is that? Because they become one in form and they become one in strength. And that, my friend, is what can happen to all of us when we take time to wait on the Lord, to meditate in His Word. We can become so braided and intertwined with Him that His strength literally becomes your strength. His truth becomes our reality. When you wait on the Lord, you will be renewed. The word renewed there, it means to exchange. We will exchange our weakness 
for his strength. There is an ebrokasitelebreke. There's an impartation of strength as we wait. Try to spend time in a quiet place and have a quiet time each day. Find a place in your house. Maybe go for a walk and just acknowledge him along the way when you walk. Acknowledge him. Fellowship with him. And then as you're walking or as you're in your home in that quiet place, be still. And as you are still in his presence, beholding him and loving him, you will begin to get cues and signals from the spirit within. And he will show you what you need to see. He will enable you to hear what you need to hear. So find that place. Find that quiet time. Then as you hear from him, you can walk in confidence and you can walk in the fullness of his plan. G. Campbell Morgan made these statements on waiting on God. He said, waiting for God is not laziness. Waiting for God is not going to sleep. Waiting for God is not the abandonment of effort. He said, waiting for God means first activity under command. Get the command, get the leading, and then act. Secondly, he said, waiting on God is a readiness, and I like to say it this way, a willingness for any new command or any new guidance that comes our way. And then thirdly, he said, waiting on God means the ability to do nothing until the command is given. How about that? Let us take time to wait upon the Lord. Again now, in verse 31, it says, But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Now the next part we want to deal with, They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They'll run and not be weary. They will walk and not faint. There are some absolutely wonderful analogies of an eagle. I am told that eagles fly at high altitudes where low-flying birds like sparrows and other smaller birds can't go. And here's the principle. If you want to be an eagle Christian, you need to fly with other eagles. You need to fly with those that are soaring in the kingdom of God and that are living their lives in the way that an eagle does. High above all principality and all power. Now, that does not mean that as an eagle Christian, you don't help others and you don't offer your supply for others. But how in the world are we going to be able to help others if we are not in a position to help them? And what positions us to help them is knowing who we are in Christ, knowing where we are in Christ. I'm also told that another trait of an eagle is this. Eagles have keen vision. Their eyes are specially designed for long distance 
and focus and clarity. Eagles have the ability to focus up to three miles away. When an eagle sights its prey, he will not move his focus from the prey until he successfully captures it. Somebody says, what's the principle there, Pastor? I believe this, in order for us to succeed, in order for us to have a successful 2021, we must have a clear vision. And we must remain focused no matter what the obstacles might be. We will rise on the wings of an eagle when we have vision, which will enable you and I to see things from his perspective. How many of you know he sees things that we haven't seen before? He knows a lot of things that we haven't known before. But if we'll get close to him, if we'll wait on him, I believe that we will be able to have a change of perspective. It will enable us to see things the way he sees them. Kind of in context of what we were talking about a little bit earlier, it'll enable us to love others and to value others as he does. You know, if you look at the natural realm, I mean, come on, be honest about it. Even if you look at yourself, you could get bummed out. You know, if you look at yourself according to the flesh, it's a hard road to hoe. I know Brenda likes that because that's a farmer term. But it's a hard road to hold sometimes. If you look at yourself in the natural realm, if you look at yourself according to the flesh, it'll bum your day out. But if you'll begin to look at yourself the way God looks at you, see yourself the way He sees you, and then call yourself the way that He calls you. He doesn't call you unrighteous he calls you righteous he doesn't call you sick he calls you healed he doesn't call you broke he calls you prosperous he doesn't call you down he calls you up amen so call yourself the way that he calls you call those things which be not if you don't feel like it that means it's not in the natural realm but call those things which be not as though they were. And if you will do it consistently, there'll come a day, praise God, where your whole view and your whole vantage point of yourself and others will change. Eagles, wait on the Lord. Gain vision from the head of the church. And everyone said amen. Here's another thing about eagles. Eagles feed only on fresh prey they never eat dead things now what do vultures do vultures they eat dead animals but eagles will never feed on death and the principle is this be careful what you feed your eyes and your ears with especially on the internet especially on movies, especially on television. The Lord gave me this thought the other day. To stay built up, there might be some things that I need to shut down. 
I'm going to say that again. For us to stay built up and keep ourselves built up, there may be some things that we need to delete. Like Brenda says, push the delete button or shut down certain media outlets. All those things. Well, say la. That's between you and God. Then another thing about eagles is eagles are tenacious. I mean, when a storm comes, other birds fly away. They fly away from the storm with fear. But here's what an eagle does. And here's what you and I can do. We can spread our wings like the eagle. And we can use the currents of turbulence to take us to greater heights. See, what the eagle does, he takes advantage of the very storm that lesser birds fear and they head for cover. Let the winds of the Spirit of God rise you higher and higher in greater heights in 2021. No matter what challenges we may face, let us mount up with wings as eagles. And what do you say? We go from glory to glory. What do you say? We go from faith to faith. And we go from strength to strength. We have come this far by faith, leaning on the Lord. We have come this far by the faith of God and the goodness of God. He is not going to let us down now. He will not relax his hold on us. Like Beverly Shea said, the song leader for Billy Graham, God's grip don't slip. Amen? Glory to God. Now notice, let's keep unpacking this. In verse 31 again, Isaiah, But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Now, every one of us are in a race. We have a course that has been established by the captain of our salvation. Every one of us have a lane. Every one of us have a place in God's grace and in God's glorious race. Now, in Hebrews chapter 12, a very familiar verse of Scripture, in verse 1, it says, Wherefore, seeing we are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. One translation says, let us run with patient endurance. That word with patience means endurance. It means let us run with determination, with our eyes focused and fixed upon the goal. The NLT says it this way in the last part of that verse in Hebrews 12 too, He says, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. The Passion Translation of that same verse in Hebrews 12, 2 says, Then we'll be able to run life's marathon race. We'll be able to run, run life's marathon race with passion and determination. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1, For the path, has already been marked out before us. Glory to God.
Let us run with determination. Let us run with passion. And waiting on the Lord will enable us to do just that. To run and not be weary. All the while now, keeping our eyes on Jesus. All the while, keeping our focus on Jesus. Keeping our affection on Him. Hebrews 12, and I believe it's verse 2, says, Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. The Amplified says, and this phrase is in there, looking away from everything that would distract to Jesus. See, there's so many distractions. Mark 4 talks about the cares of this life, the deceitfulness of riches, the lusts of other things. All those things enter in to choke the word. One translation says, where it says the cares of this life, it talks about the distractions of this age. So, we need to be very, very uh, aware of what those distractions are. Because if we yield to those distractions, what happens is the word becomes choked. That means the word in our lives could become ineffective in and or inoperative if we allow ourselves to be full of care, weighed down with the distractions, so busy that we're too busy to hear from God, to be in His Word. Folks, we need to be about our Father's business. We need to be about letting His Word dwell in us richly. We need to be about declaring the promises of God. And really, instead of the cares of this world choking the Word, what do you say you and I give our cares to Him? What do you say we act on the Word? That's a thought right there. Acting on the Word. And what does the Word say? The Word says, be careful for nothing. Amplified, do not fret or have any anxiety about anything. But instead of worrying and fretting and panicking and being anxious about the future, what do you say we pray about the future? What do you say right here, right now, we take time to pray about our future. And when the future gets here, God will be there. And the answers will always be coming. If I'm not going to worry, what am I going to do? I'm going to pray. Thank God for the ability to pray. But in everything, by prayer and thanksgiving and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. So, in the name of Jesus, we can purpose in our heart not to be distracted. Not One of the biggest and greatest distractions of this age right now is fear. Fear's in the air. It's all over the place. Fear is everywhere. But I just want to remind you this morning, that doesn't come from God. And if it doesn't come from God, we have no business yielding to it. Well, how do I not yield to it? Well, you simply submit yourself to God. And then you resist fear. Resist 
the devil and fear will flee from you. It'll have to pack up its goods and it'll have to run from you as in terror. Glory to God. It's a distraction to be releasing words of fear. What am I going to do about the future? What's going to happen to my job? What's going to happen in my nation? I'll tell you what can happen. And I'll tell you what will happen as we rise up and wait on the Lord. And as we rise up on eagle's wings, glory to God, and we speak forth the word of life, what's going to happen is what God said is going to happen. What's going to happen is we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. It's going to be okay, guys. It's going to be all right. Thus saith the pastor. <laughs> but I believe thus saith the Lord. It is going. It's going to be all right. It may not be comfortable right now, but it's going to be all right. It is going to be all right. It's going to be all right with your family. It's going to be all right with your mind. It's going to be all right with your body. It's going to be all right with your finances. Why? Because we walk by faith and not by sight. Oh, glory to God. Everyone say it with me. It's going to be all right. And one way, not the only way, but one way that we can position ourselves for things to be all right is to say continuously, it is well. It is well with my soul. It is well with my body. It is well with my children. It is well. It is well in the economy of my life. It is well in my nation. Somebody said, well, in the natural realm, it doesn't look so well. Yeah, but it is well and it shall be well. Everyone say, it's going to be okay. Glory to God. All the time, keeping our eyes on Jesus. I heard an illustration from a good friend of mine, Bayless Conley, recently. He said this, on the water, there are seagulls everywhere. He's a spearfisher. He deep sea dives and off the Catalina Island down in Southern California. He showed me a, a text of just a huge table of fish that they cost. I said, that's good eating right there. Kind of waiting for an invitation. He just said, see, yes, it is. Amen. But on the, on the water, there's seagulls everywhere. And uh, seagulls are greedy and, and they fight each other over the tiniest bit of scraps they just squawk and fight. They just squawk and fight. And that's all they do. And seagulls, what they do is they follow pelicans around as they dive on schools of bait fish. And as soon as the pelican hits the water, there are three or four seagulls trying to steal the fish right out of the pelican's beak. Bayless went on to say, but there's one thing you'll never see. And that is a seagull trying to take a fish from an eagle. He said there are at least two pairs of eagles on Catalina Island that I know of, and they perch high upon the cliffs of Catalina. You can be anchored out in that little bay, and if you whistle, the eagles will immediately look around. If you take a fish and throw it in the water, an eagle will leave its perch and come 
come down and come around to grab that fish with its talons. And even when there are seagulls around, the seagulls leave the eagles alone. (laughs) The eagle takes that fish and goes up to its perch and eats it. It's the picture of majesty. It's the picture of strength. It's the picture of authority. And friends, there's always going to be some squawking around us. There's always going to be some fighting. Feeding on this and feeding on that. And just, you know, endless, endless fighting. Seagulls represent to me the torments that come to our soul. But you as an eagle, seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, you can soar and you can take what rightfully belongs to you. And you do not have to be bothered by the principalities and the powers and all of the wicked imaginations that come to your soul. He concluded by seeing this. The idea is this, that if you'll wait on God, all the little things that are harassing you and troubling your mind, squawking at you and distracting you, they will fall, hallelujah, away as you rise above them. Isn't that good illustration? I like that. Now, in Hebrews chapter 12, I said, are you comfortable? We're not quite finished yet. Hebrews chapter 12, over there in the message translation, it says, keep your eyes on Jesus, who both began and finished this race we're in. Study how he did it, because he never lost sight of where he was headed. That exhilarating finish in and with God. He could put up with anything along the way, the cross, the shame, whatever he faced. Now he's there in the place of honor, right alongside God. I like the rest of this. It says, now when you find yourself flagging in your faith. Go over that story again. Item by item, that long litany of hostility that he plowed through, and that will shoot adrenaline into your souls. We could say it like this, that will shoot an anointing into your souls. But if we're going to run the race and finish the course, instead of the race and the course finishing us, the key is keep your eyes on him. Let's be like Paul. Paul said this in Acts 20, 24. He said, none of these things move me. Neither do I count my life dear unto myself that I may finish my course with joy and the ministry I have received of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. None of these things move me. What do you say? We not be moved by what we see. Let's be moved by what the word of God says. And in closing, verse 31 again, but they that wait upon the Lord, they're going to renew their strength. They'll mount up with wings as eagles. They'll run, not be weary. And lastly, They shall walk, and what will happen? They shall not faint. Why? 
Because you and I walk by faith and not by sight. I'm going to invite Pastor Tom and, of course, Brenda to come as I make some concluding statements. You and I, we live by the sight of another kind. We live by the sight of a higher kind. We live by His Word, giving us the ability, glory to God, not to be moved by what we see naturally, but what we see with the eyes of our spirit, with the inner man. Hallelujah. A sight of a better kind. Glory to God. So if we're going to stay built up in 2021, we must do what the Word of God says. We must take time to wait upon the Lord. Amen and amen. Like a good friend of mine used to do, he used to step away from the mic and he said, Amen, that's good preaching. Glory to God. Well, you've been exhorted. You've been edified today. And you've been encouraged in the Word of God. There's various ways to stay built up. But remember, we are in the kingdom of God to be a blessing and to build others up. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. So let's all put our hand over our heart and say this. Dear Heavenly Father, we commit today, commit today to act on the word, act on the word which, we have heard. which we have heard. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. To take the time to, take the time to wait upon you. To wait upon you. Thank you, Lord, for strengthening each and every one of us. Thank you, Lord, for strengthening with your mighty power. With your mighty by the power, Holy Ghost. By the Holy Ghost. In the inner man. In the inner man. Lord, lead me. Lord, lead toward me. people. Toward people that need a good word. That need a good word. In season. In season. May the love of God flow through me. May the love of God. And may I be a builder. And may I be a an edifier, an edifier of people, of people in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, I'm going to run my race. I'm going to run my race, and I'm not going to be weary. And I'm not going to be weary. I'm going to walk by faith. I'm going to walk by faith, and I will not faint. And I will not faint. Thank you, Lord. Now let's just lift our hands and thank Hallelujah. you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> oh, bless the Lord. Bless the Lord, Thank oh my you, soul. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Woo, glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. What an excellent message. And I don't want to pretend that I have a lot of more revelation here, but as yeah, he was ahead. talking about being <laughs> we built up. We can use up, all the revelation we can get. <clears throat> of course, as you were talking about being built up, I was reminded of Jude. Of course, uh, that was one, my next point. Go ahead. I know. There's one, yeah. one chapter in the book just, of Jude. But verse 20, were you going to share this? No, I just ran out of time, but you go ahead. (laughs) Well, I just think it's important that we do mention this because we as believers can do some things like you've already shared to keep ourselves built up. Yes. But one very important one is found here in Jude, verse 20. Yeah. But you, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, Praying in the Holy Ghost. Praying in the Holy Ghost. Now, I know many of you watching are filled with the Holy Ghost. You speak in other tongues. And we need to be exercising our prayer language on a regular basis. But in the very next verse, this tells us what one of the things that happens when we stay built up 
by praying in the Holy Ghost, the very next verse says, keep yourself yeah. in the love of God, yes. looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus yeah. Christ unto eternal life. Yep. So when things are starting to push your button or rub you the wrong way, instead of saying what you think out of your emotions, the best thing to do is pray in the Holy Ghost. That's right. And it will keep you in the love of God. We have dear friends that many years ago, they were, uh, they were stepping out in ministry to do something different. And they started hearing all these horrible things that people were saying about them. Yeah. And it was so grieving. They were over in another nation and they were getting ready to fly home. And, and the woman particularly, she was sitting in the airplane with tears just streaming down her eyes. She couldn't believe that people were attacking them like that. And as she was about to drift off to sleep, out of her heart, you know, thank God for the Holy Ghost. Mm -hmm. He said to her, start praying in the Holy Ghost, yes, and it will stir up the love of God on the yes, inside of yes, you. Yes. And she didn't; she was like me, hadn't really connected these two verses. And it draw the Holy Spirit drew her to this passage yeah. of Scripture. She did just that. Yes. Started praying in the Holy Ghost, so good. and when she woke up from her nap, all yes. of that, all of that animosity and that that resentment and that hurt. Yes. was gone. Amen. Hallelujah. Yeah. Thank yeah. God for the privilege yes. to build ourselves Praise up. Praise God. Thank you for sharing that. That was awesome. Ghost. Praise Amen. the Lord. You know, Jude uh, 20 in the Amplified, oh, yeah. it says, but you, beloved, build yourselves up, founded on your most holy faith. Yes. Make progress. Make progress. Make progress. Yes, yes, What do yes. you say we make some progress this oh, year? Oh, yes. Amen. And it goes on to say, rise like an edifice, yeah. higher and higher. We're not going lower and lower. No, we're going we're higher not. and higher. No. Of course, praying in the Holy Spirit. Yes, amen. And then you read verse 21 as well, but I like the way the Amplified says yeah, it. Yeah, so good. Guard and keep yourself mm, mm, yeah. in the love of God. Wow. So there's going to be a lot of opportunities yes. to yield, yeah. to strife, yeah. to point fingers, True. to rail and rehearse. Oh, boy. What do, we, what do you say we just all repent? Yeah. And guard, guard, yeah, guard right. our hearts. Guard our hearts. And yeah. keep ourselves. <laughs> and, and what will help us then yeah. to, to guard ourselves will buoy up your spirit, yeah, build yeah. your spirit up, yeah. is praying in the spirit. Because when you're praying in the Holy Spirit, you'll be more aware of him than you are anything else. That's true. Absolutely. You'll become aware of his presence. And folks, yeah. when you're living your life, when you're living the ego life, and you're living the built up life, yes, amen. and you're living that Holy Ghost filled life, man, you just are more aware of his presence. And you don't want to enter yeah. in to yeah. the strife zone. Yeah. You don't want to enter into the doubt zone or That's the fear right. zone. Amen. So these are really, really important keys. You become a Teflon Christian. Remember that illustration? <laughs> Teflon Christian. Things won't stick to you. Yeah. And attach themselves to you when we're built up yes. on the inside. That's Amen. Right. So these are good reminders. Mm -hmm. And as we started out Thank the service Jesus. today... We are that holy nation. We are. We are that purchased possession. Amen. Amen. And as this holy nation, we are to conduct ourselves worthy in a manner of our citizenship. That's good. And that is to keep this royal yes, law amen. of love. Yes. Amen. You know, sometimes, I mean, we might as well be honest about it. All of us haven't walked 
imperfected love. No. It's available to us as we keep our mind on 1 yeah. Corinthians 13 that yeah. you know love is patient, love is kind. Yeah. And declare I'm patient, I'm loving, I'm patient, I'm kind. As we do those things and when we get the opportunity to yield to the flesh, yeah. just let the spirit of God catch you. Yeah. The Bible says that the love of Christ will constrain, constrain us. Constrain us. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. So we just wanted to encourage with you with that yes, today. Amen. Amen. And I think really um, for this time of communion, I think just a recommitment That's right. to the love walk. Amen. And then for some, sweetheart, I think it's like a reconnection <laughs> yeah. even to the word. Yes. I mean, right. even to, to waiting on God. Yes. I mean, some Amen. folks have been so Netflixed out and so YouTubed <laughs> out. I mean... Ugh, they know yeah. more about the latest series than they do the Word of God. That's true. And no condemnation, but you can reconnect, recommit, reprioritize. Reprioritize. <laughs> well, you got me confused now. <laughs> Making up my words again, but put Him first. Yes, Amen. Amen. So important. Thank you, Jesus. And so good. And so. Really, that was really what's on our heart today. And we're going to continue to pray about a lot of things on Prayer Encounter yes, yes, and yes. during the midweek service.